Fill Your Cup First is a podcast that bridges a gap between what we know about how important self-care is and practicing it in our real lives. Hosted by Amy Hoke and Kimberly Robago, both busy moms and businesswomen with a background in social work. Fill Your Cup First creates a space for women to move self-care out of the good idea for everyone else category to the great idea for me category and to do it with guilt-free confidence. Welcome to Fill Your Cup First, the podcast that puts self-care where it belongs, at the top of your priority list. We're your hosts, Amy Hoke and Kimberly Rabago, and we are so happy you're here with us today. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to welcome Mike Sherrick today. Welcome, Mike. Hey, how are you? He is the CEO and co-founder of Transformational Leadership Experience. He coaches executives in leadership. He is newly with Change Management Communication Center, um, working on organizational issues and change. He is a speaker who dares, and his big idea that he shared on the stage was Man Up. He is the author of Berwin Rules, and soon to be, um, he has a book in process called Man the F Up, and that should be out in about a year. He is also the co-host of a radio show, Into the Gap, Courage Over Comfort, on WCGO Radio. And he is an avid Harley rider and an awesome salsa maker. <laughs> that's my top skill set. Yeah. That, yes, that's an important one. We I like love that salsa. one. Well, I, I think salsa is essential for well-being. That's probably why you have me on. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. it. Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, it's not edible unless you put salsa on it. I think, so. I agree. Can Everything's going... better with salsa. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Um, in my family, we say everything's better with feta. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. My husband says everything's better with bacon, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we could do a whole hour on bacon. We could. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's at the foundation of my food pyramid, just so you know. Yes, yes. So, Mike, we are so glad to have you on. And um, could you just share a brief story about um, who you are and your work and how that relates to self-care? Yeah. Uh, yeah, who I am is I'm, a, I'm basically a coach. And I tend to coach more um, business executives and that type. But I've also coached movie producers and rock and roll stars and stuff like that, and a couple athletes, which is always cool. And I I think how it relates to self-care is I always, where I begin is I look at the mindset. That's usually where I coach people, is how they, where the thinking is that sources the ideas, that sources the strategies, that sources the, the thing they're out to move forward. And how that's related to self-care is it's about self-awareness. So the thinking and being sources, you know, develops in the area of self-awareness. And there's nothing more essential for self-awareness than making sure your well-being is intact, you know, and the practice of self-care, self-care. And, you know, and what we've learned, too, is, you know, I also study neuroscience is that um, if you are not getting enough sleep, if you are not getting enough exercise, if you're not getting enough sleep, or if you're not doing some mindfulness work or experiencing novelty, 
the ability for your brain to stay in good health, which is essential to not get triggered, right? Because the amygdala hijacks that stay. We all get triggered, but to get untriggered, it's essential yeah. to get untriggered. Is is it the core of it? So I think foundational to all the work I do is really about self care. You know, although I'm not a big preacher of it, I I always check into it because there's so many other people that are much more eloquent about talking about self self care than me, mm-hmm. like you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and our and you guys are trained professionals. You're not. Drove a bulldozer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I did not full time, but I could. You know. <laughs> and yeah. I think when you're working with the leaders, um, you know, in different organizations or if they're entrepreneurs, like getting to the bottom of, um, in a, in a, in order to spend time and move energy towards their work and their organization and the people that they're working with, having that foundation and making sure that they're putting that first and putting different strategies into place, whatever that may be for them is important in leadership. Yeah. You know, especially I work with a lot of guys, especially with guys, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of guys that go to the gym, but that's just one part of it. You mm-hmm. know, they don't, they don't look at some of the other parts of the, of the, you know, de-stressing or, or, you know, closing the books on things, um, which would be the mindfulness practices or getting enough sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just getting enough novelty, start looking at the world a little differently, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's so, so, so important. So cool. And I think to your point about if the leader's not getting all of those things that you said, sleep, how that impacts and, and trickles down into the staff. Yeah, is, I mean, it'll become irritable. Exactly. Right? Exactly, and the work and, doesn't get done. Well, you know what it does? It, it, the leader... the. Think of the leader as like Charlie Watts, right? He sets the tone and the rhythm for the organization. Mm -hmm. And if he's having a bad day or she's having a bad day, it impacts the culture, the environment that people work in. And if that goes on too long, all of a sudden that culture becomes a certain way. And people, you know, I I mean, the ripple effect is unbelievable. And it's so subtle. So, so subtle. Yeah. You know? So it's, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, the thing that I see all the time is because people are stressed or overworked or got too much going on or not paying attention or whatever it is, a lot of things will be left undone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of creates this clutter. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that clutter gets in the way of getting things done. Okay. And so it really kind of stops it up. And then people get frustrated and they, they're, they're careful about what they say. And, mm-hmm. you know, they... Uh, you know, they start leaving things incomplete. And it, it, it really is a call for mediocrity mm-hmm. at best, you know? It is. Yeah, so. And when you go to work, <clears throat> when you go to work that way, you can't really live your best life for yourself when you're, when you're dealing with that type of environment. So it, we, we do look to leaders and we do want them to take care of themselves. So that's, I'm glad that you're out there talking to them about that. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, with all that stuff going on, with the, all that noise in the system, you you spend all your time navigating the the noise in the water, as opposed to actually being present. Mm-hmm. And if you're not present, Kim, like what you said, you can't be at your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it all works together. It's it's actually if you really take a look at this stuff, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You know. But we've made it kind of complicated because we haven't really taken any time to unpack it. Mm-hmm. But it's You're really so right. It's not easy, but it's simple. 
Right, right. The strategies really are simple. It's creating the time and the belief system around it that That's is exactly it. important, you know? Right, mm -hmm. right. One of the things that you said um, that I really like is you said leadership is not about perfection. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is per, it's progress over perfection. We've said that a couple of times on the podcast. But I think that as a leader, you feel like I've got to be, my business has got to be perfect now. Yeah. Not that... Ongoing, but I'm sorry. Right. No, I, I I wish people would fully understand that because one of the one of the core distinctions of leadership is integrity, and nobody's integrity is ever perfect. There's always something going out. There's always something missing. There's really no top to the mountain. And what perfection is? There is no perfection. It's it's a it's a false state of belief that's really based on ego more than anything else and and fear mm -hmm. and and what there really is to do is what's the ideal where are we now and all there is to do is just take measures in that gap that's the name of our radio show is where do we want to go where are we at and, and step into the gap and it, it reminds me like when i played football right um there's there's a hole opens and you run through it and then it closes right and you get smeared, but you get back up <laughs> and you go again. And, and that's really, that's why I love football so much, but that's really how the world works. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you just keep getting up and you run another play. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And you run into the hole and then you get smeared, you know? Yeah. And you get back up. And, you, <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, what, where well-being comes in is it's that ability to take the setback. That ability to to come back after uh, you've been knocked down, or after someone said no, or after something didn't go perfect, and that's that's what you know. That's what allows you to keep going, yeah. and eventually you'll get there. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it, you know I, I think it's it's funny. I I didn't even think about it till now, but I think uh, well being and self care is essential to kind of being tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. To getting back in that ring again. And like you said, to anticipate and be able to get over these hurdles or things that come up, you know, in your work, yeah. um, that's huge. Definitely. Yeah, the obstacles and challenges. Well, if you think about what leadership is, leadership always, I, I mean, leadership by the very nature of it is always stepping into resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's going somewhere you haven't gone before or going in a way you've never gone before, yeah. right? So there's no pathway really laid out for you. There's one in your head and you've identified a pathway. But you know what there is, is there's mostly no in front of you. Mostly people aren't aligned. Right. You know? Right. So so what you gotta do is you gotta, you know, step into that. And you know, and if you don't have yourself together, you're not gonna have the courage or the conviction yeah. or be able to be vulnerable enough to move forward. Yeah. You know? yep. So yeah. I like that you just, I was just thinking about vulnerability as a leader because, you know, we were talking about perfection and I think that a lot of people can't, don't maybe not grasp the fact that vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness and showing that is helpful to everyone around you. Absolutely. And, it, and we've, we've done such a disservice in our culture, um, especially with men around vulnerability because... Um, we've identified vulnerability in men as not a good thing, and that's not true. It's actually 
the, the if you think about a great athlete, um, you guys are what, Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. Home of the Super Bowl yeah. champions. Um, uh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Just had to throw that in. <laughs> I got a bunch of buddies in Philly there. But, but the, the guy that I think of is, is like a great wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. If he goes out over the middle, He's, he's just worked in the place in the field, he's vulnerable. And if he extends to catch the ball, he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And and so you guys got Zach Ernst. You see him make those catches all the time, right? Yeah. And where he's vulnerable and he'll catch the ball and he gets hit. But because he's taking care of himself, because he's done the work to be able to do that, he can take this vulnerability as an opportunity of strength mm-hmm. to advance what he's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a corny example, but, you know, people do that in, in their organizations. They'll take that risk and share a part of them, share an idea that's never been shared before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That actually inspires others, right? Yeah. That, oh, wow. Yeah. And that's, that's how we, that, that's how change occurs. That's how we make, you know, we make breakthroughs. That's how we move forward. And that's how we transform organizations that are stuck, you know, because yeah. you can't do the same thing over and over again. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Vulnerability is really key, and, and for guys, it's it's funny. I, I'm got a couple of guy clients, and it, it's it's literally having them remove their armor. Yeah. And it scares the crap out of them because they they've been trained so much to do that. Yeah. Yep. And they're wondering why things aren't going as well as they were. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, it's kind of like you said, their mindset at this moment is informing their strategy. Always. So yeah. it's all about reworking that. Exactly. And, and usually the mindset is around um, career or organizational identity. Yeah. Right? Like, how do we stay true to the brand or how do I mm. move my... Who cares about the brand? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you fulfill in your commitment? How do you make a difference? How do you, you know, move the ball forward? It was funny. I, I just read a, uh, an article... And something like uh, over 470 of the Fortune 500 companies in like 1938 aren't even in the same business they were. Mm -hmm. Right? Wow. Yeah. They probably evolved, right? On some level? Huh? They've evolved in some level. Or been annihilated. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Which is evolution, Mm -hmm. you know? But it's like... We have this belief that there's some constancy, you know, mm. that there's some arrival point. Right. No, we're yeah. on a constant, ongoing journey, you know. Yeah. And and to stay true to to any ideal, other than truth or honesty. I mean, to any like product strategy, strategy is a better word. Is is kind of crazy, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's my perspective. I don't have to be right about it. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't go to Harvard. You know, I went to Northern Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> What's the go number on. one challenge you face to practicing regular self care in your life? Oh, man. Uh, the number one challenge uh, org- being organized and managing my time. Okay. You know? uh-huh. I, I'm one of those. I'll put that on last. You know, I'll take care of that later. You know? Okay. Uh, the, the other thing, I, I think one of the the biggest breakthroughs I've had, though, in self-care is really 
getting clear on what it is. Mm. You know, I used to be a gym rat. I used to, you know, work out a lot. I thought that was self care. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's beyond that. It's you know? right, right. It, it's way beyond that, and uh, you know, getting enough sleep, uh, incorporating other things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and the mindfulness. I think is the, the biggest part. You know, getting yeah. just quieting the mind. You know, yeah. I think that's that's yeah. But yeah, the biggest obstacle is definitely time. You know, okay. running around like a chicken with my head cut off, mm-hmm. and getting distracted easily. You know, it's, let me just check my easy. fantasy baseball it's sports. Easy. What? It's what? easy to do. It's you know, there's oh, so know. much around us all, all the time. And I love all these distracting things. You know, like yeah. there's some cool podcast and. Netflix is horrible, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Oh, we well, could I'll just have watch a whole session on that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. How have you overcome that? What? How are you working on that? I, you know, uh, how I overcame it is I had an experience where I became profoundly present to the gift of life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Somebody very near and a couple, actually a couple people, but someone very near and dear to me uh, was diagnosed with a very advanced cancer mm-hmm. and to be present to that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my really good fraternity brothers passed away recently from uh, uh, advanced, well, clearly advanced, he passed away, uh, brain cancer. And to be with him throughout a lot of the end of the journey was um, one of the greatest gifts in the weirdest way mm-hmm. and actually had me be really present to how precious life is mm-hmm. and also getting old <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you get old you, you get really present to um, the gift that life is and mm-hmm. so it doesn't re- I, I, I'm not one of those people who have to be reminded that this mm-hmm. thing we're doing is really, really cool and special. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Yep. Yep. If you only had five minutes for a self care practice, what would you do? Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say meditation, but it probably can turn into like a micro nap. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That counts. Yeah. But, but, but that's really, that's, I probably, I can't remember the last time I didn't take like a five or 10 minute nap during a day, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. when I'm running hot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. No, that's probably, that's probably it. You know, it always starts out as meditation, but I'm not that focused on it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Nap, naps are good. Nap. It is. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. most surprising thing you've learned about self-care? Yeah, the, the, really the surprising is what we talked about earlier, how, um, and I learned it late. I mean, I really did. I was, I was very abusive to myself, you know, working too much and just doing stuff that wasn't healthy for a long time. But the most surprising thing to myself is that self-care is foundational leadership. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely foundational to leadership. And when you really drill down and you look at situations that aren't working, there's usually some element of, of self-care not being taken not being accounted for yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's it's not it, it's not a luxury at all you know which i think some people think you know yeah. and then when they make it a luxury then then they feel oh my god you know i'm an adult no 
it's required. Right. Some people talk too much about it, you know, and there's some nonsense that goes on the other end, but, but it's essential to, especially leadership and and essential to anything like being a mom or a dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I think that's the thing I learned from it. Yeah. You bring up a good point. It's like all of our roles that we're in, in our life, it's essential to all of them and get moving away from that luxury thinking about self-care sometimes makes it uh, people think it's a once in a while thing like once a month I'll get a massage but we our mission on this podcast is to you know change the conversation about it that it's an everyday thing and that it's different for everyone um, and just changing the beliefs around it so I'm glad you brought that up I think it's a state of mind that should yeah. be present mm-hmm. constantly. Not just even a, one, of, one of the problems that I see, especially in our current culture, we're really, we're always looking for shortcuts, right? So we're always looking for the how-to. How do I do self-care, right? Oh, I, I'll get a mani-pedi today and a massage tomorrow and I'll make sure I do five minutes of mindfulness Wednesday. You know, and that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But it's really the, the mindset, you know? that informs how we're doing it because it's not it's more than just a to do yeah Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a way of being that's why i love what you guys are doing that's Mm -hmm. why i think it's so important well and to your point about uh, mindset is that you know that's great to get a massage but if you're not in the mindset to enjoy it if you're thinking about when i get home i've got to do a load of laundry but it's not going to have the effects that you're hoping to get by getting the massage Yeah. yeah Well, you know what, you know what it, when you bring that up, Kim, it, it just, one of the problems with the how-to thing is everything's a fix, right? And, and it's a fix to what? To some perceived problem. Mm-hmm. So we live in this world where the problems start running the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm of the belief there's not really that many problems or problems because we make them problems, mm-hmm. you know? Like if I dropped you in the middle of the jungle, you know, would that be a problem? It's not a problem for the jungle. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like there's no problems here until you get there. Like people create their own problems. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it, it's that mindset of like, oh, there's always a problem. Yeah. What obstacle. happens is when you have a solution, that usually creates another problem. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And then, then you get in the whole thing and, and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We're nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Um, So happy about the work that you're doing with leaders and incorporating this into, you know, the foundation of their work um, and all the great stuff that you're doing. Where can our listeners find you? Oh, man. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way, you know. I've got a a website called uh, Ride OYL, which is a... it's my shirt coaching, but one of the things I do is a couple times a year, I'll take leaders on a motorcycle race, which awesome. is a trip, you know? Oh, that's awesome. It's like herding cats. It's very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's rideoyl.com. Um, that's a way to get a hold of me. Yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, you okay. know, all the typical places. Uh, got a Twitter account, which is a little more political than maybe it needs to be. But, you know. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> all right. So yep. We'll definitely put all of these um, ways to contact you in our show notes. So 
Um, you can even call me if you want, if you want my phone number. <laughs> we can put that there too. You might get some calls. 630-643-6336. There you go, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. Here's the thing. If I don't know who you are, the chance of me answering are like less than zero. Right. <laughs> but if you, leave a, if you leave a message, I will always call you back. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I, and I'm old school. Like I like I talk on the phone. I guess no one else does that anymore. No, I like to talk on the phone too. Texting drives me so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Text drives me nuts. You know? Yeah. So. Um, and Mike, yeah. just to just to piggyback on what Amy said, I really um, appreciate you taking your time and, and talking with us. It gives me so much hope to know that you're out there coaching um, leaders in our companies because I'm I'm old school corporate. You know, many many years ago and. And I really hope that it starts to change because the, the audience is changing. Yeah. And so I, I'm really encouraged by all that you're doing. Thank you for, for being on the front lines out there doing it. Yeah, you're welcome. And it, I, I think the, the biggest challenge with coaching is um, for, for coaching to occur, there has to be a request for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's getting people to understand really what coaching is. Because there's, there's a... I, I don't mean to be, I do mean to be critical. There's a lot of really bad coaches. Absolutely. You know? And, and they, they screw it up, you know? So that's, that's one, that's probably the biggest challenge. And you asked me earlier, the biggest challenge to my well being, not wanting to kill like about 85% of the coaches. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> but but to your point, me. but to your point, there's bad social workers, there's bad leaders. Yeah. And so there, there. rising to the top, like you're doing, yeah. makes you better and that's what yeah. we no, can I, just no, encourage you yeah i, I agree with you all, yeah i see all the noise on social media and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah but we're doing we're doing good things so awesome well, you <laughs> guys I, I love the idea behind the podcast thanks so much for inviting me you guys are cool as hell and, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun when yeah. I learn to ride a Harley, then I'll be cool as hell. That's on my bucket list. Learn <laughs> Just jump on the back. You know? There you go. Uh, jump on the back and take your camera and just take pictures of stuff. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, it's fun. So I guess we're cool. Thank you okay. so much for being here today. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Fill Your Cup First. We love spending time with you and special thanks to our guests, Mike Shurek, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember to fill your cup first. You deserve it.